You're listening to Escaping the Rat Race. I'm your host, Amy Leo, a singer, songwriter, and mental health educator. And our show is all about questioning the status quo and pushing the boundaries into what's possible for human beings and not probable. So tune in and get ready to escape the rat race, not only the monotonous nine to five work grind, but also that incessant internal mental chatter that prevents most of us humans from experiencing more joy, peace, clarity, and freedom. On today's show, we're speaking with permanent weight loss expert, Peter, from Fitness Retriever. Peter runs an organization that delivers training services both in person and online. So if you have been frustrated with weight loss or working out, or if you are a new or aspiring entrepreneur, you definitely want to stay tuned because Peter shares really authentically. He holds nothing back about what it's been like for him to experience permanent weight loss, as well as build a business from scratch. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Amy Leo, and we are on another interview for our solopreneur series and today we have peter from fitnessretriever.com and i am going to just let him introduce himself and tell his story and then we'll go from there so peter take it away hey amy thanks for having me on uh hey megan as well and yeah so i founded fitness retriever uh it's, it's both an online and in-person weight loss solution and basically i founded it a few years ago for over 20 years of my life i struggled with my weight and uh, had a lot of trouble keeping it off. I yo-yoed throughout my teenage years and in college. Uh, it was kind of when I hit my peak. I was almost 300 pounds. I'm, I'm six feet tall and uh, I, I kind of plateaued. You know, I, I tried losing weight, you know, the way that they recommend, the dietary guidelines and whatnot. And, you know, I lost about half the weight. And then for five or six years, I just couldn't lose it. So I tried, you know, all the different fad diets and Know, fitness methodologies and things like that and nothing seemed to really stick and then you know ultimately I did figure it out and I went through this kind of transitional period in my life after college where you know I was I was raised to believe you know you gotta you know get your degree get a corporate job work your way up the corporate ladder uh, didn't really like that idea too much I have authority issues and decided to start my own thing so I had to you know do some self-discovery find out what I was most passionate about and it turned out to be uh, you know, helping people lose weight and not just lose weight, but lose weight in a healthy, sustainable and permanent fashion. So you know, once I got my stuff under control, shortly before that all happened, I founded my company Fitness Retriever at the beginning of 2014. It started off as an in-person fitness program, individualized to each person. And then you know, over the last year or so, it's grown to also online. I train you know, Marines in Japan and people all over the world as well. So it's a nice mix of in-person training and um, online training and, and it's worked really well. Great. Great. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you love about what you do and maybe sharing one of your biggest, most inspirational success stories, I think is also a nice way to start. Sure. Absolutely. So what I really love about what I do is that, you know, I, I really truly believe that many of us are misinformed about how to stay healthy, you know, how to get fit and, you know, how to live a healthy lifestyle overall. You know, the incidence of you know, obesity, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and a bunch of preventable health conditions has, you know, shot up in the last 50 or 60 years. 
And, you know, personally, you know, in my life, I've had a cousin who died young of a heart attack in his mid thirties, right after he got his law degree. Um, I've seen a lot of, you know, you know, death, unfortunately, in that regard from, from preventable conditions. And it's just because people don't know, you know, how to get back to basics and how to do things appropriately. So once I figured that out for myself, and again, like I mentioned, it took me over two decades of my life to get, to get it together. Uh, I felt that I really needed to share it with the world. So I tell all of my clients that, you know, I don't want to work with you forever. Like I want there to be an expiration date between us because ultimately I want to not just help you get to your weight loss goal of however many pounds that is, or, you know, wanting to fit into clothing you haven't worn in X amount of years. But I want to make sure that, you know, whether they're parents and they want to be there for their kids or, you know, whatever their real motivations are, I want to make sure that, they're able to continue implementing the healthy lifestyle changes that we have over the course of our time working together so that they can continue their progression towards a healthy lifestyle so they can avoid the um, preventable health conditions uh, conditions that I've unfortunately seen uh, lead to the demise of a lot of people in my life. So, uh, you know, I'm very blessed that I'm able to do what I'm passionate about. And uh, I guess from a success story perspective, Amy, I've worked with a lot of different people and uh, I'm actually working with one right now that comes to mind, I guess, because it's more in the present. Uh, I have a client named Laura, who's a young mother um, in her mid thirties, uh, has two young kids. One is two, one is just seven months old. And uh, she gained um, a lot of weight over the course of her two pregnancies. And she was a college athlete. She was always in pretty good shape. Um, but for whatever the reason, she just couldn't lose the weight. So since we've been working together um, for the last you know, couple of months, she's down you know, about you know, 10 to 12 pounds, somewhere in that range. But not even on the scale, the, the physical transformation is incredible. Like if you look at her, you know, and I have before and after pictures and she blogs for me once a week on my website, which is awesome that she's willing to do that. Um, but yeah, the, the before and after pictures are amazing. You know, she went from, you know, having a lot of, you know, you know, extra skin and whatnot. to now she has like a four pack and she looks good and she she's has more energy levels than she used to. Um, you know, everything exponentially, her strength is up. Endurance is better than it's ever been. Like it's crazy. And she said she just recently, you know, got rid of her maternity clothes and donated them to charities. So I've helped a couple other moms do that as well um, near me in person. And it's really gratifying to help, you know, point people in the right direction, do it in a healthy, sustainable and permanent way. I love the fact that you're bringing up the sustainability piece and the educational piece. Mm -hmm. um, and I would wonder if you could say a little bit more on how mindset as you've seen it, how mindset and mental well-being plays into someone's ability to train physically and their overall physical health. Do you see a link there, or maybe you don't? But I'd love to hear you sure. speak more about that. Yeah, there's definitely there's 100% a link, and uh, I actually also blog for the Huffington Post, and uh, one of my you know more popular articles is called uh, "Enough with the Excuses," and basically what that talks about is how, you know, a lot of people, for whatever the reason, and I call it martyr syndrome, whether it's a parent, uh, whether it's, you know, an entrepreneur, uh, whatever it is, everyone seems to find an excuse to put something else or someone else in their life before themselves. And uh, I definitely tell all of my clients when they come up with excuses, you know, especially online, you know, I'm not physically present, we don't have a set appointment. So we devise a schedule that works for them, but they still have to do the work. And when I've had clients kind of fall off the path, 
and, you know, have a bad week and, you know, they're making excuses listing A to Z, I pretty much told them, you know, listen, you came to me with a goal. You said you wanted to, you know, lose the weight and get healthy for your kids. And you want to be able to teach them what I teach you. You know, how are you going to do that when, you know, you're saying, oh, we'll have to take them to soccer practice and this and that. Like, that's not going to help you. It's not going to help them. That's not helping your situation. So um, I, I definitely have all my clients adopt the no excuses mentality. I don't expect them to be perfect. And uh, I state that up front. But I say, you know, rather than trying to legitimize, you know, not doing what you're supposed to do, you need to own up to your mistakes, get back on the horse and, you know, get back on the path. And uh, I've found that the clients who have had the most success with me and, you know, clients like Laura, who I just mentioned, um, they tend to do very well because they don't make excuses when they have those, you know, little, you know, stops and starts, they acknowledge what happened, what went wrong, and they make sure it doesn't happen again. And uh, if you want to be successful and you want to be healthy and you want it to be sustainable, that has to be a, a focal point of your life. It can't just be, um, oh, I want to go on a diet for three months and lose, you know, 20 pounds because that's never going to last. No, I can speak from experience that does not last. I think <laughs> yeah. everyone on the call can, can attest to that. And right. everyone listening. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful how you're, you are taking into account the human element of mm -hmm. it and the fact that we all have our, you know, low moods, high moods. There's always times where we maybe feel more energetic um, than others. But again, kind of having a resolve and, and seeing the importance of this for yourself, I think is really key. Mm -hmm. um, Megan, do you have any questions that you want to ask, Peter? Sure. I was just wondering, you know, you just talked about the sustainability, not making excuses. You know, and I'm sure I know from my own experience that comes from my own experience of saying, like, I've already made these excuses. What is one thing that helped you overcome the excuses you were making, you know, when whether it was in your business or in your personal fitness and everything like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So that was actually one of the key reasons when I reflect back on it from my own personal struggles with weight, especially, you know, like I said, you know, when I gained 70 pounds in college and I was almost 300 pounds. And things were just flying off the Richter scale. You know, it it was really hard to stay the course. And, you know, a lot of that had to do with, you know, food addiction and things like sugars and grains. But, you know, in terms of the, you know, you know, to stay in the course and, and to keep that mindset, I just have to tell myself, look, there's no excuses. When I found what worked and I saw shit every single week, I'm, you know, losing weight. I'm looking better. I'm feeling better. I'm doing more. Uh, you know, when I'm working out or, you know, I'm just doing more in my general life. You know, I, I just decided at one point, like, why do I have to do this at a much, much slower, you know, pace when I can just keep going, you know, like this is dumb. And, you know, it took a lot of self-reflection and also just listening to, you know, different people all across the spectrum. So I'm not, so I'm not sure if either of you have heard of, you know, Grant Cardone, but he's big on like no negativity allowed. So not letting my circumstances in life adapt to that. Tony Robbins also says things along the lines of, uh, hang on one second, I'm on my computer and people are blowing it up. Um, you know, he goes along the lines of, you know, you want to, you know, if you, you control your state, basically, you control how you react and how you adapt to your surroundings. So if you're going to continue making excuses, if you're going to remain depressed over a breakup or a death or whatever, and you're not going to take initiative for your own life, that's on you. So I really had to internalize that. And it took me a long time to internalize that. But, you know, fortunately, uh, 
I have. And once I internalized that for myself and, you know, saw, you know, meet myself get into the best shape of my life and be unstoppable, whether it was in business, in the gym, whatever, uh, I needed to continue to carry that on with my clients so that, you know, when they went through the same struggles I went through, I can speak from personal experience and I feel that that relates more to your clients too. So I did it for myself, but I also did it because I knew I needed to help people. I needed to serve people and I couldn't do that to the best of my ability. Um, you know, you know, screwing around with my, my own life, you know? So that's how I internalized it. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's a great yeah, no problem. There's something that I also see about people taking their own thinking really seriously, mm. <laughs> right? You know, and, and when we're stuck in those moments of insecurity or low energy, or like you were talking about where we feel that uh, we can't, we can't make it to the gym because we've got to run the kids, you know, all over the place, you know, the martyr syndrome type of mentality or the victim mentality. Mm -hmm. um, there's definitely a freedom that opens up for people. And it sounds like that's what you found for yourself, Peter, is mm -hmm. that this freedom to see that, okay, I'm constantly changing as a human being. And there's constantly all these ideas being thrown to me, but that I don't have to internalize them. I don't have to believe all the all the negativity or all the rules about the right way to build a business or the right way to look in my body. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's something really, really great about that uh, as a coach. And then there's something as well, when you're in that space for yourself, how that touches your clients, that space of well-being. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of, you know, that resonating with them, sometimes, you know, to be perfectly blunt, people just need a kick in the ass, you know, like they don't, you know, we've all been trained. I don't know where it comes from. Uh, I haven't been able to point a finger at it or, you know, figure out what it is, but for whatever the reason, you know, like you mentioned the martyr syndrome, victim, victim mentality, we all have that. And whenever we neglect ourselves in any way, and it doesn't even have to be just from a health and fitness or nutritional perspective, it could be in any perspective, really, when we neglect ourselves, um, we're doing not just ourselves, but when, you know, we use that syndrome, the martyr syndrome towards our kids, like you mentioned, and and, you know, towards our business or whatever it is, you know, we're doing our customers are doing our kids, we're doing everyone around us a disservice too, because if we're not at our best, uh, then we can't possibly serve all those people that either need us, rely on us or whatever at our best. So I just found it to be very, you know, you know an oxymoron, almost like stupid, you know, and I don't understand why we've all been trained to think that way. And it took, a, you know, it took a while to get out of, but, you know, when you continue to think no excuses, uh, you know, no negativity, you know, you know, if you have a failure or a setback, it's not the end of the world, you gotta try something different or get back up on the horse and try again. It's just, you know, it's just something you got to install yourself. Ultimately, you'll start to see I'm making an excuse here, I need to make a change, or I need to stop doing this. And I need to stop inhibiting my progress. And, you know, to me, that's, that's tantamount to success at anything in life. And definitely, you know, with with my clients, especially so, you know, it is physical, obviously, you know, in terms of the way that proper nutrition and working out in certain ways affects the body. But it's, you know, it's also very much mindset oriented, because if you don't go about, you know, making it a part of your lifestyle, then it's never going to stick. And that's why sustainability to me is, you know, so you know, paramount and, and so important in what I do with my clients. Yeah, you know, you just touched on something that I loved, and it was about failure and setbacks and how everybody a lot of people see those and they they make them into an excuse and they kind of just give up and 
um, what you're, what I understand you are saying, um, on my perspective is just basically like, it's never a failure or a setback. It's just the universe kind of just telling you what isn't working right now and that you kind of just need to tweak something, right? No, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And, you know, you see these statistics about how, you know, most, you know, smaller new businesses within five years fail. I get some crazy high number. I don't remember what it is, but you know, you never fail. I forget who said this. It's like, you know, a famous person. I, I don't know who it is. You never fail until you quit, you know? So ultimately, you know, just because something doesn't work, whether you're promoting a product, whether it's, you know, trying to persuade someone to do something or, you know, whatever it is, just because it didn't work, doesn't mean that you should stop trying. It just means that it didn't work. And there's another angle to it that you may not be seeing or that maybe you haven't tried yet. So yeah, I agree 100%. It's just until you quit, you don't fail. It's just a tiny setback. It's not the end of the world. And like I said, you know, you got to get back up on the horse and you got to, you know, try something different. And, you know, what was it? Thomas Edison, when he created the light bulb, right? How many different things did he use to try to get it to work? I think there were like several thousand before he found what stuck. And he, I, actually, I think it was him who said that, you know, when someone said, well, don't you feel discouraged? You've tried like 3000 different materials and it doesn't work. And he's like, no, that's just 3000 ways that it's not going to work. And I'm, I'm one step closer to the discovery. And ultimately now we all use light bulbs and it, it's all thanks to him. So yeah, I, that's a perfect example of the mentality you need to have if you want to be successful. Great. Well, I'd like to play devil's advocate and, and also uh, ask you, Peter, what have been your biggest struggles with building a business? Because um, there are a lot of solopreneurs or aspiring solopreneurs that will be listening. Um, so if you could be honest, authentic with your story of your biggest challenges, um, I think that could be quite helpful. Yeah. So I think a lot of people underestimate the amount of work it takes when starting a business. I mean, everyone thinks that they have, they're going to have to work hard, but you know, it, it, it was hard for me in the beginning because especially when, you know, it, it's pretty much a one man show. I have a partner who handles some of my clients, but for the most part, it's me, you know, any blog posts, any website changes, uh, any emails to my, you know, list, you know, all that stuff is me. And just, you know, getting started can be very overwhelming. And I feel that that has a lot to do with why so many businesses fail, why so many people quit is because they just feel like, well, maybe I wasn't cut out for this because it's a lot of work. And it is. And there are going to be many times where, you know, once your website's all set up and you feel that all your systems are in place and you're ready to go, and then the phone's not ringing or no one's, you know, filling out your contact form on your website to, you know, ask about your services and your products. Like, there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of risk, and there's no question about it. But like we just spoke about, you got to keep going. Um, when I started my business, and I'll be perfectly honest about it, I've been at a sales job in a corporate training company for two years. And I handled multiple $100,000 accounts. But you know, I had sales quotas, and I hated the job, I didn't find it fulfilling. And I honestly gave, you know, a very half assed effort. If I gave 50%, that would be extremely generous to myself. And I knew a few months before the end of uh, 2013, which was my last year there, there's no way I'm coming back. Like I was on a year to year contract that we signed a couple of weeks before the end of the year. I'm not coming back. And that was when I discovered that what I'm doing now is what I want to do. Um, but I knew, you know, if I quit, um, then, 
you know, I'd be risking, you know, I might get a little severance in terms of like whatever monies they owed me. But, you know, after that, you know, I'm on my own. I got to figure things out pretty quickly. So I had a gun to my head and the first month or so that I went into this, I was, you know, scared. I was like, okay, I have a nest egg that can last me two or three months, but that's it. And if it doesn't work within that time, you know, I may not be able to pay my rent. I may not be able to pay for groceries, like really basic things. And uh, it was extremely overwhelming. I want to quit a million times. And fortunately, within a few months, I had a profitable business. I, I feel that a lot of it had to do with the fact that I kind of had a gun to my head and it was like, you don't have a lot of time, so you better get your shit together quickly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just getting past the overwhelming stages and just having confidence in who you are, what you do, and what you're providing to your you know, customers or your clients. You know, if you feel you have a good product or a good service and you feel that you're worth it, and that's another big thing, you know, thinking that what you have to offer and what, you know, who you are and what you do is worth it to somebody else because that can inhibit you. And I've had down times in my career, even with my business, where I've had ebbs and flows. You know, my business is sometimes seasonal. There are certain times of year, like New Year's, for example, everyone wants to go get in shape and, you know, end of the year, you know, for the holidays, people want to buy their significant others or whoever, you know, packages to train with people. But, you know, summer is very slow. There are ebbs and flows. And during these, you know, times where things weren't going well, financially, rather than, you know, putting my pedal to the metal, I get down on myself. And I start questioning, well, am I shitty at what I do or anything? And uh, I really have to readjust my mindset and say, you know, it's not on me. And I'm only going to do poorly if I continue to be down on myself. So it was important to develop that positive mentality, no excuses. I don't care what time of year it is. I want to be profitable. I want to have enough money to do what I want to do, pay my expenses without an issue. And you know, once I was able to change my personal mindset, I had, I noticed I also had a better impact on my clients and, you know, my business since then has, you know, not really, you know, ebbed in a negative direction too much. And, you know, whenever a client has left for whatever the reason, whether it didn't work out or whatever it was, I just like, okay, I'm going to replace them within 48 hours. And more often than not, I do. So it's just having that confidence, not letting things overwhelm you. And if you're able to do that, and you know, just, just stick it out through those periods of self-doubt, you're going to be fine. You just got to keep doing something positive every day. I love uh, what a great example you are in sharing your story, Peter, about, you know, a lot of times when I'm speaking to people, especially people that want to make the jump into, it could be singing or another type of entrepreneurial pursuit, you can tell they get really locked in in believing that what they think about the world in that moment is absolutely true. And you've provided such a great example of how we are each individually making up our own meaning mm -hmm. for outside events that happen. And when a person sees that for themselves, like you have, Peter, it can award a lot of freedom, which paradoxically allows a lot more business growth. So yeah. I really appreciate you sharing that with, with the listeners. Yeah, no problem. Not a problem. Meg, anything else from you? No, I think that we covered everything. Um, any questions I had. Um, if you guys have anything, go for it, though. Yeah, I guess a little part of me is curious as well. So, you know, you have this startup business and you're overwhelmed. You're a one-man show. 
What kind of resources or trainings did you get involved with, if any, during that time? And what did you find really helpful about them? And what did you find could be improved or that you could have seen done differently that may have been more of service to you when you first started out? Yeah, so so from my own personal perspective, uh, I'm very much, and I definitely get this from my mom because she's the same way and how she does things. I don't like, you know, delegating responsibilities to other people. So a lot of people when they start businesses, you know, look at what they have to do, look at what's good, what's, you know, what they're good at, what they're not good at, and they might delegate those responsibilities, even if it's to like, you know, an independent contractor. Let's say they don't know anything about building a website. You know, I built mine from scratch. I continue to work on mine from scratch. And that's something I had to learn. Um, and uh, I made a lot of mistakes along the way. There's, you know, not mistakes per se, but, you know, ineffective copy, not knowing how to write copy. And uh, a lot of it was just, you know, research and, and trial and error and, you know, trying different strategies, you know, following different public figures who did training from anywhere from, I've done sales training, like Grant Cardone, I mentioned before. Um, I've, you know, I purchased his university and I've, I've gone through practically everything from motivational stuff to sales strategies to, to everything. And he's been one of the main people. I did another mentorship group and that's actually how I met uh, Megan and yourself, Amy. And that helped me a lot in terms of kind of understanding the online landscape. That's what got me into the online space. And I found that effective and just, you know, exposing me to it and how it worked. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't implement and use everything that I was taught and, you know, in retrospect, maybe in some ways I should have, but yeah, it's, it's just, you know, looking at what you're not great at and sometimes you don't know until you try. So for, for those of you on the fence out there, I definitely recommend, you know, if you know what your mission is or you have an idea as to what it is, just start, try and get a client, try, you know, finding things out. And as you learn, you're going to find it. Okay. I'm really good at these things. I'm not so good at these things. And then it's just, you know, maybe asking your network, asking friends, family, do you know of anyone who can help show me, you know, how to build a better website or uh, how to write better copy or, you know, certain things. Those are things that I struggle with personally. It could be completely different for someone else, but um, yeah, just, just going, you know, just, just finding people who have done it before who are, who are able to do it. Um, and then they, they in turn will help you. So it's important to continue investing in yourself and the areas that you're not successful in currently so that you can be successful and you know how to kind of optimize your operations. Definitely. There's something so true I found for myself as well, Peter, what you're talking about, that clarity comes from action, not from making a business plan or thinking about or dreaming, but actually being in action is really where clarity shows up, where you can find again, like you said, well, maybe I'm strong at this, maybe I'm not, maybe I can try it this way, maybe not. Um, but you never know until it's actually tested in the real world. So that's such a great point. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the business plan and I, I have quick, but I guess it might be an entertaining story about that. So I was a taught because I went to school and my major was sport management. Um, so we got to go through business classes and one of the classes went over, oh, if you're going to start a business or, you know, some endeavor of any type, you have to you know, start a business plan. So, you know, I started writing a business plan towards the end of my tenure at my last job and I was slaving away at it. And then, you know, when I finally got a client in and, you know, I, I, I had no idea what I was doing. It was like posting on Craigslist for free. And I found a couple sites that, you know, advertise my, you know, the types of services that I would provided to people in my area. And when I got that first phone call and email, 
I noticed I'm not working on this anymore because you know what what's the point? Who am I pitching to? Who do I have to? Who am I writing this for? It, that in itself was an excuse to not get out there and do more. So yeah, you know, I've never written a formal business plan outside of a classroom setting, and I, I still to this day have not, and I'm never going to. It's just I have a I have a vision. I'm going to do whatever I can to reach that vision, and once I get there. Um, I'll, I'll be happy, but I know there are going to be starts and stops along the way. And it's most important to, you know, it's like you said, it's just, you never know until you try it and test it in the real world. So, you know, that, that's the best, in my opinion, that's the best education, just trying it, seeing how it works and tweaking it. If it works moderately well, but not as well as you'd like. And if it doesn't work at all, then throwing it away, not doing it again and, you know, trying something else. Yeah. And I just think to leave listeners, um, how important it is and how easy it is rather to make meaning from that and how, how we've been talking about, well, the meaning is going to change, you know, just because something doesn't work doesn't mean that you're a failure as a human being. And the fact that if you do read the stories of a lot of successful people, they had a lot of what we would call quote unquote failures. <laughs> and that, you know, again, we have the power internally uh, to be part of shifts of consciousness, you know, where we are able to look at things in perhaps a more positive light or look at them from a bigger pers perspective. And that if someone's stuck in self-doubt right now or stuck in inaction, in inaction, um, because they're caught up in the martyr syndrome that, you know, don't worry about that as a listener, you know, that's going to pass. Um, Peter has showed how that's passed for himself and his clients. And I'm sure in your life, you also kind of know that to be true. So with that, I would like to ask, Peter, is there any last minute advice that you would give someone that's starting a new business? And then also, where can people find you if they want to learn more about what you do and to contact you? Yeah, for sure. So like, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I help people, you know, if you've struggled with your weight, um, I help people in a very holistic way. Um, and I really do believe I can help you. So if you're interested in that type of thing, you can find me, like Amy said, beginning fitness retriever. Dot com. Uh, there's a couple of different ways you could contact me there. Uh, they're pretty, they're pretty evident. So feel free to check it out and you see if it'll help you. Uh, in terms of folks who are trying to start the first venture and they're on the fence, yeah, it, it's risky. I know it's risky. If you have a job right now that you know may not pay you what you want, but it's paying the bills and it's you know quote unquote safe. Uh, you know, I, I get it. I was raised and, and for over 20 years of my life as well, outside of just being overweight, I was raised to believe, you know, you can't do anything on your own. You got to latch onto a company or an organization or whatever it is and work your way up. And th that's really not true. If you feel that you have a purpose, a mission, a vision that you want to share with the world, you know, I highly suggest that you know, you really start looking into what it is, you know, in this day and age too, it's never been cheaper or more affordable to start a business. Um, you know, websites are relatively cheap, um, low maintenance once you get it set up. And, uh, you know, it's a learning process for sure. I'm sure there's plenty that you don't know right now, but that's okay. That's part of the journey. And trust me, once you start actually helping people, uh, you know, it's, it really helps build that confidence. And it didn't start for me. You know, when I started my business, I was still extremely unconfident. It was just, I had a gun to my head and I needed to get some money in or else. And once I started seeing people having results, I'm like, huh, I'm actually pretty good at what I do. Um, you know, that confidence continued to build, the business continued to build. And, you know, you'll find that if you're having, you know, issues with that, you know, the Mars syndrome playing the victim, that tends to go away once you start seeing 
a success that you're bringing not just to yourself but to others so if you're on the fence take the jump and i can assure you like i said earlier as long as you don't quit you're never going to fail so yeah i guess that's how i would leave things off on my end fantastic peter well thank you so much for chatting with us and hopefully uh, we'll get to talk to you again soon in maybe a few months and see how everything's kind of continues to unfold for you and your journey. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. We'll do this anytime. Sounds great, Peter. Okay. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Meg. Thank you. You guys have a good day. You too. Thanks. Take care, guys. If you really resonated with Peter's story, I highly recommend that you reach out to him. His website is fitnessretriever.com. If you've also been really confused about what kind of foods to eat, how to exercise, and you've yo-yoed a lot back and forth in your life with your weight, I highly recommend Peter. He's very knowledgeable, and he really is dedicated to keeping people accountable. And now it's time for another one of our real stories. Cue the drum roll, Kelly. Possibilities what is possible? Let's find out, as Amy tells us, one of her amazing real stories. So here at Revive Your Sanity, we have been sharing what we're calling Amy's real stories. And these have nothing to do with me, really, other than I find them very inspiring, but also very ordinary. What we're trying to point to here at Revive Your Sanity is the incredible power and potential that every human being has. Even when it doesn't seem that way, when things are going on around us that are circumstantially very troubling, or even if we have diagnoses or past traumatic histories, we're talking about a freedom that exists regardless of what has happened to people or what is happening to people. With that, the story that I wanted to share today is one of my favorites because it really, really calls into question our beliefs about being human and what our limitations are. So when I worked as a social worker, I never thought the following story was even possible. It wasn't even in my radar as something that could happen in the world. So there is a webinar where Dr. Bill Pettit recounts his experience in a psychiatric institution. He's giving a talk about thought and consciousness to a group of inpatients. Now, there's a man sitting in the audience, his name is Herb, who has been diagnosed with schizophrenia and has been hospitalized for about 47 years. And all of a sudden, on the third talk, he looks Bill Pettit directly in the eye. He starts this huge eruption of belly laughter, and he says, I can't believe it. I've been making myself sick for the past 47 years, and he continues to laugh, and then the group is laughing. Now, this isn't to make light of clinical diagnoses, but the beautiful part here is that any human being, no matter what, including Herb, Herb is a beautiful example, can see or hear something differently that changes the way that they experience life from that moment forward. So lo and behold, what happened to Herb, he was discharged from the psychiatric hospital and taken off all of his medications. I'm going to attach a link to this public talk. It is free. Bill tells this story about 35 minutes in. I also really want to be clear that as we're sharing these stories, it's because we're interested in what is possible for human beings and not probable. So often, human beings, I've done it myself, I know my team still does this, 
we limit ourselves with our thinking. Our personal thinking is extremely biased and it's extremely limited. With that being said, these stories are to show what is possible. And furthermore, though, there is no right path for every human being. None of the stories or information given is intended as medical advice. And we aren't saying that this is the right thing for every person to do to get discharged from a psychiatric hospital. And if someone hasn't had that occur, or if someone does need to take medication, that there's something wrong. That is not what we are saying. Everyone is each on their own journey. And at Revive Your Sanity, we deeply respect yours. With that being said, if you do want to get connected to this budding community, head on over to reviveyoursanity.com, enter your name and email. You'll get our favorite podcasts delivered right to your device, as well as free resources, inspiring stories like the one we just heard from Herb. Again, in order to support you in living life with more peace of mind, more freedom, with clearer thinking so that you can make better decisions that are aligned with your own common sense and wisdom as you navigate the difficulties of life. We would never purport to say that difficult circumstances don't exist. They do. But there is an inner resilience that was so beautifully highlighted with this story of Herb and Dr. Bill Pettit that resides within every single person. So again, you can check us out on reviveyoursanity.com. If you want to have a one-on-one conversation or meet me in person, you can email me at amy, A-M-Y, at amyleo.com. I'm currently living in Amsterdam, so if you do want to, again, talk and chat in person in Amsterdam to make a trip over here, if your intuition leads you that way, let's talk more about the logistics. You can also find this podcast, Escaping the Rat Race with Amy Leo, on iTunes or YouTube, and you can subscribe there as well. You just have to type into the search engine, Escaping the Rat Race with Amy Leo. Thank you so much for listening. We at Revive Your Sanity absolutely value every listener, all the feedback that we receive, and really recognize that this is a collaborative and cooperative effort, that we're all working together as equals, and that the ideas of competition and striving and ego are things that don't excite us. We're excited, again, much more about connection, possibility, and transformation. Again, my name is Amy Leo. Until next time, keep rocking. Today's podcast has been brought to you through a collaborative effort at Revive Your Sanity. We especially want to thank our podcast producer, Kelly Munstrad. If you or anyone you know has any audio or visual needs, contact Kelly at Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y dot Munstrad, M-O-N-S- R-U-D at gmail.com.